Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! Howdy there! Happy Monday! Do you want to do your Blue Monday thing? Okay, sure. I do it every year. It's this thing people call Blue Monday, and that's today. And they say that it's a Blue Monday for a couple of different reasons. Number one, we know it's cold outside in a lot of places in the world, including the one we're broadcasting from. And it's cold, and for some people it's depressing. We don't. We get a lack of vitamin D. There's something called SAD, which goes around, which is Seasonal Effectiveness Disorder. And we're very very much supposed to be sad on this day. It's a Monday as well. Not a lot of people like Mondays. It's January. So today is Blue Monday. That's and credit card statements from the holidays. That's right. Plus holiday, all that stuff. They tell you how much money you owe. And we all know that the price of everything is like through the roof too. So there's lots of reasons why you might feel blue. And that's why they call today Blue Monday. But remember that we can try to choose to be happy today. To do something nice for someone else today. To make yourself happy. Hell, make yourself happy. Maybe you do have to work and everything. You know, who doesn't? After that, choose to do something that makes you extra happy today just because it's Blue Monday. That's what I say. Scott? Love it. Okay, so coming up in this episode of After 9, I'm going to explain what happened yesterday. I know a lot of people who heard Friday's podcast were interested to know if I went to the baby shower. Of course I went to Dave's baby shower. (laughs) Of course I actually went. And no, I wasn't thrilled about missing the Bills game, but it's a friend and he's having a baby and I had to go and do my part. But I left a little early. And as soon as I left a little early, then rumors started circulating and then Dave wanted to know what was going on. Dude, the rumor mill was flying when you left. I, I was trying to cover for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I actually did get hurt. Hurt. I know. At, at a baby shower. And I didn't even know that any of this was actually happening. I thought, it, quite frankly, you made it up and lied to people. I didn't know it was an actual thing that was happening. So in the moment, I mean, <laughs> thought ready, I lied. Get, wait, till you, well, wait till you hear this story, though, because it is a little, it's a little obscure. Scott's injury. To the point where I didn't notice it. I didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. When it was happening. <laughs> uh, I, I will tell that story coming up. But first, before we get to that, this is a very historic day. And I want to talk about this for just a second because I think that there's a lot of people who are going to hear the news today and instantly get their back up. Because what's one thing that keeps coming up on this pod? People hate change. Mm -hmm. Any change. And even if something is completely broken and dysfunctional, the thought of changing it scares them. Here's the story and then we'll break it down. Premier Doug Ford is set to make an announcement. And as we record, the announcement hasn't started yet. We're probably not going to be able to carry it in this episode because we'll be done by the time they start. They're also not very punctual at Queen's Park, as you may have noticed. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Premier Ford's office has offered no details about this event, but sources have told the Canadian press the province is going to unveil a multi-phase plan to start performing thousands of publicly funded surgeries in private clinics. Hmm. 
They say the first phase is going to focus on the expansion of cataract surgery, followed by a second stage that expands into surgeries like knee and hip replacements, as well as diagnostic tests. The sources say the goal is to take low-acuity, low-complexity surgeries outside the hospital system in an effort to tackle the massive backlog, which in part is because of a staffing shortage, because of COVID, and because of all kinds of other things. The Premier has maintained any procedures performed are always going to be paid through OHIP. You will not have to pay out of pocket. So in that sense, nothing changes. So don't worry about that, because I know that that might be some people's fear, of course. Well, you know, it, it, it's pretty irresponsible, I think, of some people. And there are some out there, depending on your political affiliation, that will go out and say things like, this is Doug Ford Americanizing our Canadian healthcare system. Mm. Saying things like, nope, we can't do this. We have to have our, our universal healthcare system. And really what I want to point out is... It is still the universal healthcare system. We're just doing it in different places. And I want to give you an example. Here at the radio station that we do our morning show in, where our podcast studio is, it's called 91.5 The Beat. We have a colonoscopy clinic in the lobby. And when I first started here, it's I not, thought... No, hang on. It isn't in the lobby. There, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the door is in the lobby. It's not like you walk through and see a colonoscopy <laughs> on Ooh, your way to work. Fuck, that's graphic. But yes, yes. Right when you walk into our building, there's a, there's a colonoscopy. It's, it's, I think there's only really a few that operate in the area. So it's a very popular... It's a popular spot. <laughs> yes. sounds really weird, but it is. And, and I'm going to tell you something about that clinic because I thought it was a little weird when I first saw it too. Yeah. And, in, and until I started here... Anybody I knew who ever had a colonoscopy went to the hospital to have it done. Well, just because hospitals do it doesn't mean we need to tie up the resources of the doctors and nurses in the hospital mm -hmm. doing a routine colonoscopy. That's a private clinic that's in our lobby. That's a doctor or healthcare professional who has invested in setting up a business, hired a staff, including other physicians and nurses, invested in buying the equipment that the public didn't have to pay for. The taxpayers did not buy that equipment. It was purchased by this clinic. And they do a great procedure. And every single person that walks through the front door of that colonoscopy clinic is one less person that you have to wait behind at the hospital. Yeah, and that makes sense. It does make it sense. It does, and it's, all for, it's, one, it's a one-stop shop, and you know what you're going for. You don't walk into that building going for one of many different things. That's right. Anyone who goes through there is getting a colonoscopy, which I think is kind of makes it a good system. Sure. You absolutely. Go in, you get your colonoscopy, you get out. But I think when people hear the term private clinic, they instantly get their backs up. So I want to explain how this works. When you go into the hospital or to your doctor's office, and by the way, in many cases, your doctor's office is also a private business. What is it they ask you for first? Before they ask you anything, do you have your health card? Sure, yep. Your health card is your ticket to universal health care in Canada. No matter where you are, you can whip out your health card and OHIP will cover your procedure. And I know there's a couple little nuances where the provinces do not agree on what does and doesn't get funded. But either way, we already have private health care in Canada. When you go to Life Labs to get blood work done, you're going to a private clinic. When you go to a diagnostic imaging company that, to, to get a mammogram, you're going to a private clinic. Mm -hmm. We already have private clinics. Every time you go to the dentist, 
you're going to a private clinic. And there's so many different examples of how we already have a semi-private system in this country. What I want people to not fixate on is the word private. When you look at everything we've been through over the last three years, especially most recently, the one that scared a lot of people, the kids' hospitals. When the kids' hospitals were overrun and sick kids and- That is a scary thing. That scares me the most when I hear that. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and I, I get it. And I'm, I'm hypersensitive to that because I know how protective people are of our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. But you gotta not be afraid of the word private. Just because it's private doesn't mean you have to pay. And we as the taxpayers- in part because of the epic amount of taxes that come off of our checks and the epic amount of taxes that we pay at the gas pumps and at the, um, uh, what's another example? What We have income oh. taxes, sales taxes, the list goes yeah, on and on and on. name it right now. We pay all these taxes for the privilege of living in this country. And one of the perks that we get is a universal health care system. So whether we have a publicly run hospital or we have a privately run clinic, Nothing changes except the speed of service, and that's a good thing. We need people to be able to get in and out as quickly as possible. We need people to go in for a test in a timely manner and get their results back in a timely manner. That's all we want, I think, from our healthcare system Mm -hmm. is for it to be there when we need it. Well, what we're doing now is not sustainable. When you saw sick kids get overrun back in October, November, and December, because so many kids all caught RSV at the same time, and then there was a little bit of COVID going around and so on and so forth, and the other things that plague us in the winter, people got freaked out. Oh my God, what the fuck are we going to do? We need room in our hospitals. I agree with you. We need room in our hospitals, and we've talked about building capacity, but while we have this staffing crunch on, while we have... uh, uh, hospitals being overrun anytime there's a seasonal flu or, or virus going around, we need to look at alternatives. And, and Ford said during the election campaign, we're going to get creative. Well, this is pretty creative. There's clinics out there that have invested, that have set up a business that want to provide these services and they're qualified and certified by the College of Physicians and, and nurses. And these are the same professionals that you might see at a hospital, but they've opted to work in the private system for a direct employer, not for the government or for the hospital. What does it matter where you go? What does it matter? Again, as long as you're not paying, I don't understand that. Like you're going to have the proper, all all that really matters is that, yes, of course, it's going to be covered. That's sure. Also important is that the the proper professionals, medical professionals are behind it. Yeah. That's all that matters. It's not like I opened a clinic and I'm going to yeah, start doing colonoscopies exactly. and mammograms. It doesn't e- work that exactly. way. So you, you know, you're going to have, you should have the proper care. It's also about the wait list. You know, I know two people in the last several months who've had hip replacement surgeries and both of their wait times. I mean, I watched one of them, especially in pain in excruciating pain, just waiting and waiting their turn to finally get it done. So, I mean, I have seen firsthand the wait list and how brutal that can be for a lot of people. And that's just one thing. I mean, I know there's so many people on wait lists for this and overrun hospitals. If this can help, I don't know why we're not all saying, great. I think there's a general fear either of change in general. And and I, I understand the fear of the unknown. Sure, maybe it's a little scary. But frankly, we've already been doing this for a very long time. There's already private services being offered. Uh, now we're, we've got pharmacists that can write you a prescription. Okay, that's great. But those are private businesses that do that. And again, you're not 
paying out of pocket for these things, this is still covered by OHIP. So as long as the government still pays, I don't know why we would be opposed to it unless it's just the fear of change or the fear of what comes next. Mm -hmm. Well, we know for now, and I'm not going to speak for the government and I will make no apologies for them. I know that it's a politically risky thing to do to open up the private healthcare debate in Canada because there's so many people that will yell and scream and shout it down and claim the sky is falling the second it happens. Well, it's happening. And I think it's for the better. But how far could they take this? And is there ever going to be a time when there's a private clinic that doesn't accept OHIP that you can go to them if you pay out of pocket? The way the laws are written in Canada right now, no, you can't do that. You can't pay cash to skip the queue. You can't. They would have to change the law, the Canada Health Act, in order to allow that. So for now, rest assured that if you get sent to a private clinic in the lobby of a radio station for a colonoscopy, <laughs> you're not going to have to pay for it. But you are going to deal with incredibly kind staff. I talk to them every morning when they're on their way in. Yeah, they're great. They're so good. They're great, yep. And the building is nice and it's clean and it doesn't have that hospital vibe to it. But it's a private clinic, and, and I think we just need to get used to that. Some people are going to run clinics that are still accepting payment from OHIP, or they only accept payment from OHIP, but they're a for-profit business, not the government. Mm -hmm. And frankly, anytime we've seen the government run a business, it's been a colossal failure. So why wouldn't we let the private sector deliver these services as long as the government continues to pay for it? I think this is a win, and we know how many healthcare professionals have left. And, and we've been hearing these stories since COVID, and in part because of wages and stress and overwork. Oh, all these nurses have left the system. Some of them left the system. A lot of them left to go and work in some of these private clinics where it's a better change, where it's a better vibe, where it's not as much stress. So a lot of those healthcare professionals that maybe you might have seen at the hospital a year or two ago, you might just see here at some of these clinics. And I think it's good. In fact, open up more of them. Let's get some private MRI clinics going. If somebody wants to go out and invest millions into buying MRI machines and they want to open up a business and my doctor says you need an MRI... Why wouldn't I go to the first place available? Again, it's just your OHIP card that you swipe. You don't have to pay for it out of pocket. We should have lots of choice. And it doesn't always have to come back to a hospital just because that's what you've always known. I say let's do this. And you're welcome to disagree with me. It's just my opinion. But I don't see how this is bad news. But some are going to try and spin it into bad news. And I hope people don't fall for it. Keep an open mind. Let's see where this goes. If service gets worse, then we reevaluate. But I'm pretty confident service is going to get better and there's going to be happier people. I have no problem with them replacing a knee or a hip at a private clinic. I wouldn't necessarily go there for a triple bypass. That <laughs> I think we'll do in a hospital. Sure. But you get what I mean. So good news here. I think that's great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk about uh, the weekend. Mm. 
Do you want to do, like, should I just do my perspective first before you tell what ha- actually happened? Great. Let's do it that way. In the way. word of Scott Fox. <laughs> It was so stupid. I'm, I'm actually embarrassed that I'm about to tell this story for the second time. Well, listen, if you're a podcast listener, you know we had a conversation on Friday, and Dave was here with us, of course. He joins us every Friday on the show. And you know Scott is a Bills fan if you are a listener. So there was a little fun little, ha, ha, screw you for putting your baby shower on Sunday. It's the Bills game. But in all seriousness, I mean, as a sports fan, as a fan of that, A, you would have probably potentially gone to the actual game in person, right? I'm a Bills season's ticket holder. So you would have gone, maybe? Right. Potentially. I, well, yes, but since you brought it up, I made a lot of money selling those tickets. Okay. So thank you very See? much, Dave. So there you go. There's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of something cuz otherwise it wasn't very good for you. No. I didn't know though. Guys, I had no idea this was happening. So so we I arrived yesterday um, just after 12, it started at 12. So just after 12 and I'm saying hi to the people that I knew there and I say hello to Dave and his lovely wife and and I see some people we work with whatever. I'm chatting away. And then Scott comes a little while later with his girlfriend. Nice to finally meet your girlfriend, by the way. It's weird. We've been <laughs> dating so for dumb. years and you'd never met her, but I there know. was COVID. It was COVID and things. So, uh, so we all sit down at the same table together and they started to play a game. Well, there's two games happening at one time. Actually, there's three games technically happening at one time. So I'm kind of busy with one game that I'm doing. My daughter's with me. So I'm like, we're playing a game together and Scott and his girlfriend went to get food and then they came back. So this is what this is all I saw. Scott's eating. Dave's friend comes up behind Scott, talks to him for a bit about something. I do remember that part. And then a little while later, Scott just says, well, I'm out of here. And, and you did say goodbye to me. So we we're OK. Bye. See you later. And I, I knew like, OK, he's going to go home and watch the rest of the Bills game. Of course. And understood. You mm-hmm. came. You were there for an hour. You got out. I get it. So that in my mind, this is what's happening, guys. Is like, oh yeah, he went, he, he came, he, he went. It's fine. He doesn't need to sit here and, and watch all of the gifts. It's okay. So a little while later, I get a couple of people actually approaching me saying, hey, is Scott going to be okay? And I was like, I d- Yes. Like, what are you <laughs> What are you talking about? Is he going to be okay? Do you mean in life yeah, or right like, now? What do you, <laughs> how deep do you want to go here? Like, don't do this here. No, but they were just asking, like, how is he? Like, a little concerned. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? So then, instantly in my mind, I thought, oh, he made some shit up so he could get out of here. So I'm trying to cover for you. Okay? Thank you. Wingman and a half. I'm just kind of nodding my head like, yeah. And they said, I heard he got hurt. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm just and like, you think I'm full of I'm shit. I'm just nodding my head. Well, I didn't know because I was like, Scott would have told me if I was supposed to say something or not say something. He didn't say anything to me at all. He just took off. So I was just like, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But then it was Dave. Why? Like at the end of the shower, Dave came up to me. And that's when he told me an injury had occurred. Yes. So what happened was there were these donuts. <laughs> I know what it sounds stu- stupid. What a dumb way to start an injury story. Oh but it started with God. the donut. But listen, people were raving about these donuts from the second that you came in. I think it was a Crystal as well that told me, like, you guys got to try the donuts. So my kid's like, I want a donut. And then everyone's like, you got to have the donuts. So I understand. It was a big deal about how good the donuts were. And I was excited. Mm-hmm. So I went up, got some food, and, and I had my turkey on a croissant sandwich and just saving that donut for the end. And I do have a sweet tooth. I love dessert. That's my thing. 
So this donut's there, and I'm looking at it thinking, as soon as I get done these last two bites, that, you're going to get in me, and it's going to be delicious. <laughs> I'm going to eat the shit gonna- out of you. <laughs> <laughs> For context, it looked kind of like a Canadian maple. Yeah, it was like yeah. a Tim-style donut, but with a, a okay. nice frosting on top, yeah. and I knew there was something delicious in the middle. So, like Kat said, they were setting up a game right behind us, and this was like a relay. Somebody had to push the baby stroller with a doll in it through the obstacle course around the bottles, and somebody else had to put a diaper on the baby, and without (laughs) dropping the baby, you had to race it back and then chug a drink out of a baby bottle with a nipple on it. So, Dave's friend came up to me, and he's like, Fox, you're on my team. But he scared the living shit out of me when he came up behind me. As I was biting into this donut, he says, Fox, you're going to be on my team. Guys, I bit right through my lip. I was ready to, as Kat said, eat the shit out of that donut. And I was pumped about it. And I bit down, you know, the inside of your lip, like the part that rubs up against your gums and your teeth. I bit down there. My teeth touched through the skin. Ow. And then instantly, I felt this pain through my jaw, and then I could taste blood. And I didn't just taste a little bit of blood. It felt like a lot of blood. I took the donut out of my mouth, and it was covered in blood. Oh and I was, I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, shit. No, I don't want, to, I don't want any attention. I just want to be low-key. And so I really downplayed it. I was like, uh, I'm not going to be on your team. No, no, sorry. I'm going to sit this one out, blah, blah, blah. So the guy went away, and I'm wiping the blood off of my lip and my cheek and stuff like that because it was starting to go everywhere because of the goddamn donut. And, and I looked at my girlfriend like, oh, shit, this hurts a lot. <laughs> oh, no. And, and she looked at me like, okay. I'm just going to wait and see how you want to handle this, but I'm here if you need me kind of deal. So that was when made a little bit more conversation while I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, knowing full well at this point, I might even need stitches. In fact, she told me afterwards, you probably should go to the hospital and get some stitches. That was how big a hole I left in my cheek from biting down Uh, into it. It was bad. Son of a gun. Yeah, it hurt. And I didn't know any of this was happening. Right. And and so what I did was... By the way, guys, I know people are going to ask, so let me just set this straight. It was a totally dry shower. There's no drinking involved. No. Whatsoever. No. Because uh, you know people are thinking that. So I went over and I thought, I better start saying my goodbyes now because I think I'm going to have to bail. And the taste of blood is worse than the sight oh, of blood. Oh, no. So I'm trying to hold it together, trying to figure out if I should jam like a napkin in my mouth or something to sop it up. But I just <laughs> left it and swallowed. So I thought I cannot leave the shower without going over and saying hello to Dave's mom. So I went over and hello and introduced my girlfriend and a little wave to Dave's grandmother. And that was great. And then I thought, okay, we're just going to get the hell out of here. So we left. I did not know that Dave was going to open up presents right there in front of everybody. So when he got to mine, he texted me, Hey, where are you? So I had to tell him. And as soon as I sent the text saying, I got hurt, I bit my lip, Got to go. I knew for sure he was going to call bullshit. (laughs) I knew it. And I thought, I don't even want to tell anybody what happened. A, because who gets that fired up over a fucking donut that they bite through their own lip trying to get at it? It's a shitty story to tell. And no one's going to believe it anyway. No one's going to believe you because of what happened on Friday. So I'm driving in the car, like, talking like this because my mouth's all fucking swollen. And I'm like, 
hun, take a picture of my lip. Here. So I'm trying to hold my lip open and get her to take a picture so oh I can send God. it to Dave so he can see. Like, it's not bullshit. Like, I'm actually hurt. Then meanwhile, rumors are circulating back at the shower that Scott was all fucked up on drugs and stuff. <laughs> That's true. Someone's like, yo, was he high? And I'm like, what? Was he high? He bit a donut. <laughs> he just wanted that donut so hard. He bit his lip. I heard he was high. I'm like, what is happening? What is the, where are the rumors at? Like, and I didn't know what was happening at all. But then Dave did show me that he, that you sent him a, a picture. He's like, oh yeah, you should see this picture. And I was like, oh, okay. And then in the back of my mind, I got to admit, I'm still thinking he bit his mouth on purpose. <laughs> So he could get the fuck out of here. But no, in seeing it, I'm like, no, he definitely actually hurt himself. But it was so funny that I didn't, I had no idea what was going on. But yeah, there was all kinds of rumors. Like he was high as a kite. He wanted a donut so bad. He put his face off. <laughs> he was hurt. Someone tripped him. No, that one wasn't there. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, there was, you were the talk of the shower. And I don't want to be the talk of the shower. I didn't even really want to go to the shower because the Bills game was on. <laughs> and now I end up as like the fuck center of attention which is the last thing i wanted oh, that's so funny you try to leave subtly and then there's like an announcement dave basically was mc obviously was like talking to everybody over a microphone in this place so he's like scott has bit his mouth and he <laughs> he put a chunk in his face and he is gone just in case you're wondering where scott is no he didn't do that he didn't do that to you at well all. he is like the town crier he, i mean <laughs> holy cow that yeah, circulated yeah, like wildfire yeah 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 <laughs> The donuts are apparently very good. Oh, boy. So uh, I, I believe Dave's wife does listen to the pod daily. So I am very, very sorry for what happened and for leaving a little bit early. And no, I did not go and get stitches despite the recommendation of my girlfriend. Yes, it's still pretty swollen. And no, I will never eat a donut that aggressively again that in aggressively. my life. Don't sneak up behind people when they're trying to eat, too. Oh, Should we yeah. throw that out? Yeah. Because I didn't know that that's what had happened. I saw you talking to him, too. I didn't know that in that moment your mouth was filling up with blood. Yeah. And I was, I didn't know what to do. It's Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I'm well, sorry. Bad, bad. I was half in shock and, and half pissed off. And yeah. I was, it hurt. And then my head started hurting because my mouth hurt. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so how does it, are you feeling better today, though, at least? Like, I mean, obviously you're a little swollen still, you said? Yeah, a little swollen. Yeah. And anytime I eat or drink anything it burns a little oh, bit no. but um i'll be okay i mean hey don't feel sorry for me it's a stupid injury because i am a sugar monster and and i will try and be more careful going forward well the bills won at least they hey, did win. <laughs> thank god <laughs> at least you have that and <laughs> i was listening to the game on the radio on the way home yeah and and thinking to myself Oh, I want to hurry up, hurry up. And I was, I had plans to make nachos and all kinds of stuff when I got there. And then I couldn't eat couldn't anything eat all it. night. Oh no. So yeah, that, that's what happened with my mouth. Uh, just a couple things I'm going to fit into this episode before we wrap it up. Cause we're almost at time already. Mm -hmm. This couple, uh, from TikTok. I like it when things go full circle. When you get the start of the story and then you get the resolution and find out how it ended. Oh, I do like that too. This one took a whole year, but last year there was a couple. Uh, he's 29, she's 26. They said they were looking to save money. They thought the best way to save money is to attach it to something that they like. They're a young couple who likes sex. They decided that they were going to put 100 pesos in a jar every time they had sex, figuring that this would add up and then eventually they'd have a little nest egg for themselves. That was last January. 
They've just given us the results from one year when they counted out $1,320. Okay. They saved... Decent sexy amount of sexy times. uh, By the math, about 250 times last year or roughly five times a week. All right. Now, I don't know if that's... Once on a Monday, once on a Tuesday, once on a Wednesday, or just they just fucking let her rip on the weekends. I'm not sure. Either way, that's a tangible amount of money. So I think that this, in hearing this story, I think that this would be good for people who, I guess, who aren't good at, at saving their money. Because I don't understand trying to pay yourself for that. Like, where's that? Then the money's yours anyway. I feel like I should like, get paid for I, it. I'm fucking good. Yeah, but that would be someone else's <laughs> money, not pay yourself. <laughs> I'm like, going to tell my girlfriend later on, you owe me five bucks. Put money in the jar. <laughs> oh, you're smiling. Yeah, put five bucks in the jar. You're <laughs> um, welcome. I just, you're again, it's your own money. Like, that's where I don't understand it. That's where it doesn't make sense to me. But I think if you're not good, at, if you're the type of person where, let's say, okay, so let's say your paycheck is... Whatever, let's just use an even number. Your paycheck is $500 or something like that, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you allot a certain amount. You have a budget. Like and a then fucking budget. To, to, like, no, not a fucking budget. Uh, uh, so, that, so let's say that you have like a fun money budget. I'm not talking about sex here. I'm just talking about like in your budget, you do $20 a week in fun money for yourself. Okay. Whatever. Sure. $20 isn't a lot anymore, but whatever. Let's say 50 bucks. So it, would you basically use that money and put it away in the jar instead of spending it on stupid shit? That's for those p- kinds of people, right? Because for me, it's like if you're a good saver, it kind of does not. I feel like it's dumb. I put, take my own money and I put it in. Like it doesn't make any sense for me. Right. Okay. So for me, I think that this is a good idea worth exploring. And I wouldn't necessarily tie it to sex because what am I going to save 40 bucks? It, it- <laughs> Most people in long-term relationships are like, Oh, whoop de doo <laughs> And also, who carries cash? Right. Like, I'd be like, well, all I have is a 50, so we better get fucking. <laughs> I need to do you 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to make change. Unless you can break this. Would this be dirty money? It's dirty money. Ah, I uh, love it. Dirty money, it would be. But, so, it, but clean at the same time, because right. it's your partner. You know that jar, though, is going to be fucking weird. Every time you, you look it, at the wait, jar filling up, another, you can just think, yeah. That's a question, too. Do you do, like, a walk of shame to the jar after? Like, like still naked? <laughs> you just put the money in? No. Do you do it before as, like, a pre-op? Like, five bucks in the jar, get over here. One thing I've learned <laughs> is you get the money up front. Sorry, baby. You better, you better go get a fin and stick it in the jar. I think that this would be good because I, even though I do my best to stick to a budget and I'm getting better at it, if I have money, I am inclined to spend it. If I have cash on me, which I very rarely do, that's when I say things like, you know what? Let's stop at Starbucks. Let's treat ourselves. Maybe if I knew there was a chance at sex later on, I wouldn't spend that five bucks there. I'd go home and stick it in the jar. And that's how these things add up. I could see that being a good incentive in a relationship if you do have one person especially who really likes the sex who is a bad at money. Right. Right. That would be a good incentive. Like, you know what? Many you men. like the sex, but you spend a lot of money. So here's what we're going to do. If anytime you want to have sex with me, <laughs> like a prostitute, anytime you want to have sex with me, you put 10 bucks or whatever it is that works for your relationship. You put that in the jar. We'll have sex. You're not using that money for anything else. That might be okay for some people. It might work for some. You could incentivize anything for this savings, though. It's true. I mean, substitute sex for anything else that you guys enjoy, I guess. Case in point. What if we reward our partners for doing the shit that we don't want to do, i.e.? Ah. What if the thing I I hate the most is laundry. Yeah. 
I hate it. Dishes. How about I throw five bucks in yeah. the jar every time she folds my laundry? Yeah, I should correct. I, I don't mind doing laundry. I hate folding laundry. Every time she folds a basket of laundry, you know what? I'm going to stick five bucks in the jar. And you know what? Every time I vacuum, because I know you hate vacuuming and you have a hard time lifting the vacuum down the stairs, <laughs> you stick five bucks in yeah. the jar. I wonder how much money we'd end up with at the end of the year just doing things for each other. Right. That might be an interesting experiment. That might be. Thank you for listening to this episode of After 9 and indulging me as I told you one of the most embarrassing things to happen to me so far this year. Have yourselves (laughs) a... The year's still young, Fox. We are going to have some great news for you guys, possibly as soon as this week. Uh, Likely next week, though. And, And as soon as we can let you in on what's going on, we will. Have a great one and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy.